Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Biblical Leadership Matters. This is session two, and it is a continuation of purpose and calling. Pastor, why don't you greet the people and open in prayer? Hello. I hope you're having a great day today. I just want to thank you for joining in and listening to this podcast. I pray that God will speak to you and and touch you, encourage you. Let's let's just ask God to help us and the Holy Spirit to speak to all of us. Heavenly Father, we ask you, Lord, in Jesus' name, that you just anoint this session. We thank you, Lord, that your word is anointed. We just ask as your children, God, that you'll pour out your anointing upon us and give us understanding and inspire us, God. And, and Lord, and even enlighten us. But you do with your word as you desire to do, God. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Yes, uh, we had, uh, I started these sessions just to talk to those who are involved with uh, uh, some type of ministry, part of a ministry team, uh, either they lead or they're part of a team. Everybody is valuable in God's kingdom. God wants to use everyone that's willing to be used. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete and thoroughly equipped for every good work. We had talked about before we're going to, uh, just go over it once again that I truly believe that there is a process that God wants to take us through and that when we enter into God's kingdom as a born-again believer there is a process he takes us through because he wants to use us he wants to use you in 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 ways that you'd only dreamed of because he's able to develop us it's it's his kingdom and he's our Lord but you know we we realize that he takes what he is given he cleanses what he takes he anoints what he cleanses and he uses what he anoints in our last podcast we talked about the process and a process we're going through a development being schooled by the Lord not more than just being schooled yeah, boy, it's just not only just involves our head and knowledge, but what he takes us through is 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 extreme uh, training, and and he takes us through a training and process where it changes us, and therefore we're able to have an influence in other people's lives and leading them to Jesus Christ. And so, as we I read earlier, there he takes what he's given. That means. We talked about surrender, that we have to be surrendered to the Lord and that he takes what's given. Once we surrender to him, then he's able to do something with us and in us. Then he cleanses what he takes. It means he sanctifies. He, he sets us apart and, and he cleanses us, making us ready and in his condition. And once again, we talked about perfection perfection in New Testament terms as we read the word perfection in some translations of scripture that word perfection really truly is pointing us in the direction of maturity that's what these podcasts are all about is to bring a 
maturity and development into God's people because God is raising a mighty army and you're a part of that army then not only does he cleanse what he takes he sanctifies but then what I'm going to talk with you a little bit in this podcast is that he anoints what he cleanses in other words we're surrendered sanctified and what I would call scented in Exodus chapter 30 verse 22 through 25 in the message Bible I, I thought it really read good in this translation and may be easier to understand God spoke to Moses and he said take the best spices 12 and a half pounds of liquid myrrh half that much six and a quarter pounds of fragrant cinnamon six and a quarter pounds of fragrant cane 12 and a half pounds of cassia using the standard sanctuary weight for them for all of them and a gallon of olive oil and make these into a holy anointing oil a perfumer's skillful blend now I'd like for us to talk about understanding to understand that oil I believe if we were to look at the uh, elements these elements that comprised and made up the anointing oil that was eventually poured upon Moses uh, upon um, uh, Aaron's head and his son's head anointed an anointing that was used to anoint the tabernacle and all the instruments and furniture of the tabernacle in the Old Testament with the children of Israel where the presence of God was we understand that with God nothing is just should ever be taken for granted it's by chance he picked these spices I believe with God there's always a fuller understanding and a deeper meaning with it than what we'd ever imagine it's more than what just scratches the surface it's something that is uh, more of a um, spiritual meaning behind it so let's let's look and understand this oil that we found in Exodus 30 instruction by God telling Moses how to make it well let's look at some of the ingredients uh, first of all he talked about myrrh now myrrh is a sweet spice but the word means bitterness myrrh comes from the gum resin of a low thorning myrrh tree it's bitter to the taste but sweet to the smell and it's interesting God would use this this plant and use this this uh, myrrh this this gum and resin of a lowly thorny myrrh tree it's bitter to the taste but sweet to the smell if, it, if we were to look at some meaning of that of application it would be possibly that we could look at spiritual meaning of that that God told Moses use myrrh because life is full of hurt pain and offense uh, remember that the word means the myrrh uh, word myrrh means bitterness so maybe perhaps God's trying to tell us that life is full of hurt and pain and offense and we must learn how to taste the bitter and exude the sweet if you will be a candidate if you and I are going to be a candidate for that anointing that anointing that we need so much in doing ministry 
if you're teaching children, if you're leading adults in any way or teenagers or any ministry, outreach, benevolent min ministry, visitation ministry, counseling, um, just all the various, I mean, numerous types and venues of ministry, you and I, we need that anointing and we need to, uh, we need to learn that and understand, and I know some of you, you know what I'm talking about. Life is full of hurt and pain and offense. Even while you're doing ministry and trying to do good for people, it's not always accepted very well by people. I have to say what we learned years ago, sheep bite. Now, we didn't make that up. But we had a very wise man share that, and he laughed when he said it. But the truth is, when we try to lead, sometimes we feel the bite. Amen. And I like, Leah, I appreciate you using the analogy as Scripture teaches that Christians and the body of Christ or the church is, is as a sheep and Christ is the uh, chief shepherd and he's leading the sheep. But also it's understood to why you're in ministry. Do you know why you're in ministry? It's because in your local church, the truth is this. If, if you're sheep, then it is sheep that beget sheep. It's not a shepherd. It's sheep that birth more sheep and bring in and uh, uh, bring in more sheep into the flock. The shepherd leads that flock, but it's it's you uh, and those of us who are sheep. Uh, we're the ones that bring on more sheep. So that's why the Lord, you know, uses that analogy where that you know sheep beget sheep, and so God's called you. You say, well, I'm not a, I'm not a. a I'm not an ordained minister. I'm not a pulpit minister. I'm not, but you're in ministry, and it's just as important. You'll, your pulpit is just maybe somewhere else. Your pulpit may be pushing a gro grocery cart, picking up supplies for a food pantry. Your pulpit may be um, uh, at the workplace where that you may be next to a machine, and your pulpit might be that machine, and you're talking to your coworkers. Your pulpit may very well be various places. Your pulpit may be uh, going into the hospital rooms and, and, and visiting the sick. Your pulpit may be just, you know, standing at the door in the foyer of the, main, of the church before church to be a part of the hospitality team. We all have our places and locations and ministries, and every one of them, are vitally important and so here the anointing oil had the element of myrrh in it and that it was uh, you know the taste you know uh, taste was bitter but the smell was sweet sometimes ministry can be really smell real great but then um, it can leave a little bit of bitterness in your mouth but once again you look for the positive and what how God is using you. So not only did was Moses told to use myrrh by God, but then also another element was cinnamon. And did you know the cinnamon means to stand upright? Uprightness speaks of righteousness in the Bible and holiness and purity. The flower of the cinnamon plant smells offensive, but the cinnamon isn't made from the flower. It's made from the bark of the plant. 
what is maybe a meaning of that we could use it as a spiritual application well morality and holiness is offensive to the world but there's nothing like the taste of cinnamon the world needs you the lost and those who need Jesus Christ needs you and I to have that oil applied to us where that it's cinnamon where it's a great smell and that the world needs you know to taste that cinnamon you know there's nothing like cinnamon I cinnamon uh, fragrance in the air makes me think of autumn and celebration of fall and different things like cinnamon it just it's it uh, it's such you know, I don't when I was a child uh, we used to have cinnamon toast for breakfast my mom made it with sugar and cinnamon and put it on top of the toast with some butter and I'm telling you right now I'm thinking about it man it it's just awesome maybe you enjoy doing that too but the world needs to needs to see that you know even though if you're going to live right for God you're going to stand for morality and holiness you're going to have a biblical worldview where well, the world may take offense to it but there's nothing like the smell or the taste of, of cinnamon Another element that was in that oil not only was the myrrh and cinnamon, but also there was something called calamus. And calamus comes from a reed, a, a sweet cane that, you know, have you ever broke open a, a cane before and seen how it had different compartments in it? There's like a little inner chamber or wall that divides section by section by section. Well, you know, calamus is a sweet cane that requires a modification on the inside. The reed is a natural channel. Each joint of this reed, that's something that they call, now I'm going to give you a more official name, it has a uh, diaphragm, a resistor in between. If you were to try and go all the way down a reed, there's those little walls those little little uh, diaphragms that stand in the way so there were inner walls of that reed that had to be broken once the walls are broken uh, then suddenly that reed becomes a handy conduit if we were to look at a lesson with that in the spiritual terms would be the the resistant places of our lives must be broken in order for the Holy Spirit to flow through us. Nothing can stand in the way. And, you know, many times I've seen people that they were just so close of receiving the fullness God had for them and the Holy Spirit working in their life. But somehow or another, the, the, it's almost as though the Holy Spirit met a resistance in them where that in order for you and I to be in ministry, nothing can stand in the way. We must be determined to get close to the Lord, to study his word, to prepare, if we're a teacher, to prepare, to teach, to, to be in love with that ministry and to be in love with the people that we minister to and most of all be in love with Jesus Christ. But sometimes things can get in the way. Sometimes relationships can get in the way, uh, other relationships besides a relationship with God. 
like I said in the last podcast, sometimes the resistance can be some type of wall that's been built inside you where that you won't you won't let go of something and and that wall stands in the way of God fully using you. I say surrender to him. Surrender to his process and say, Lord, forgive me. God, I hand this over to you. I don't want anything to stand in the way of you using me like you want to use me. I don't want anything to stand in the way of the Holy Spirit flowing through me. Amen. You know, when we're in ministry, we're all the time having to evaluate ourselves and to be honest with ourselves. And so our spiritual life is essential. And, and it, it, let me tell you, to do ministry, um, a, a proper spiritual life and devotion life is mandatory. And, and so uh, when we do ministry, we, we, we lead from within, and it comes out. So we talked about this oil. We've talked about this anointing oil God had uh, given to Moses, uh, the ingredients, the ingredients of myrrh the ingredients of cinnamon and calamus was was an ingredient and now uh, is the ingredient of cassia cassia is an aromic shrub or let me say aromatic aromatic shrub that has a purple shriveled flower that appears to bow down so we see a picture of beauty bowed low we see a portrait of worship when you look at that flower what whatever beauty is in our lives we give it back to him in intimate reverent worship remember it's all about jesus it's his ministry it's um, when when i was reading from the book of matthew chapter 25 about the talents the parable Jesus gave about the talents. Many times we think talents is the um, is is the gifting that we have and the gifts and natural talents. But really, in Scripture, there when when Jesus mentioned talents, the disciples immediately thought of money. But the fact is, what really the Lord judged an unfaithful servant, not because he buried the talent, though that was that was wrong and he misjudged the Lord saying that he was a hard Lord and misjudged and had the wrong attitude I think that that might be another one to maybe share in a podcast about leadership and about ministry is that you know we do it but understand these talents that the Lord had handed out and the talents these people received when it came down to the a time when the Lord who was away who gave the talents when he came back the Bible makes it clear that those that that money that those uh, stewards had it was still the Lord's it was the Lord's uh, talents it it belonged to him so the Lord really will uh, he looks at us and he judges us I believe that parable deals more with how are we using opportunities are we are we taking the right opportunity to do what God wants us to do to do a ministry to be a part of a ministry to join in a church besides just attending but decide that uh, 
that we are a body fitly joined together and that we come together and that you're at the church you're at because God placed you there. The Lord directed you there. And that, uh, you know, it's uh, God hasn't called us to decide to be selective with churches like we are our shoes or what stores we go to. Actually, the fellowship he's placed us in is a very supernatural spiritual thing. And he places us in that fellowship. And so join in, dive in. Find the ministry purpose God wants you to do if you're not involved, engaged in, in any type of ministry right now because believe me, you'll be glad that you did because the anointing will be there. God will anoint you. Remember, um, those that he cleanses, he anoints, and he will anoint you to do that ministry. He will equip you to do that ministry. So the last ingredient, Cassia, is the, that his anointings, if there be a spiritual application, is that God's anointing flows in and through genuine worshipers. Remember what Jesus told the woman at the well? He said in John chapter 4, he said that, that God is a spirit, and they, they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And that he told her that there would be true worshipers. And that's what God's looking for is true worshipers. Not only those who make a noise or a sound on a Sunday morning, but those throughout the week that are worshiping the Lord and seeking what God would have them to do. And then God will anoint you. He'll anoint you with his oil. The last ingredient is olive oil in this oil. It kind of, listen, the olive oil pulls it all together and mixes it all together. It's like a mix that you get out of a box. It can be all dry and crushed and everything, but until when there's a specific fluid that's poured in as a base, then it's, it's not really an oil, an anointing oil. But there is the olive oil. That's the base. And you know what olive oil and oils, you know, it's a, uh, it's you get olive oil by extraction or by pressing extracting the oil this this process if you think about olives and how they're harvested the process is involves a harvester with a long pole will go up to the olive trees and will shake the limbs on the tree in order for the fruit to fall and to gather the fruit then the olives were pressed in biblical times or broken by rolling a huge stone over them. The pulp would be taken up and pressed again to extract a precious yellow oil. That's olive oil. Through the pressing, you know, let me say this too, is that many theologians believe that when Jesus went to the garden, that traditionally, of that time the garden was where they pressed the olives usually someone had a garden people in the community had a garden that that was where the olive press was for the community to use it so when Jesus was praying in that garden of Gethsemane he was being pressed and the oil came out of him in the crushing so therefore the application of oil and olive oil for us in this anointing oil of God and illustrative is a process of shaking and breaking 
its significant aspect of drawing his oil from our lives. Exodus 30, 32 says, It shall not be poured on man's flesh, nor will, shall you make it any other like it according to its composition. It is holy, and it shall be holy to you. Holy to you. That anointing God is pouring upon you to do ministry, to step out, to do the work of the Lord, that is holy to you and valuable. And let me tell you, to me as a preacher of many years, and I've done just about every ministry you can imagine in, in my career, not as pastor, but before that, that I will tell you that that oil is holy to me. And the oil many times in that anointing keeps me coming back, keeps me coming back. It's more than a feeling. It's an experience. And you know what I'm talking about. If you teach those children in that class and their little eyes are looking up at you and you can see it starts clicking where they start realizing what scripture means in the Bible and you know you're getting through to them and and, and that you're training them or someone comes in the door and you're a part of a hospitality team and you reach out and you shake their hand and welcome them and, and say it's so good to have you. God is using you through you. He's using you and that anointing is upon you to be placed on someone else. God uses us as conduit of his glory and his anointing. That anointing is so important. The anointing like the old preacher said, makes a difference. The anointing makes the difference. Everybody else in the camp of Israel, they looked ordinary, and they were just wore their ordinary perfumes, but there were only a certain ones, Aaron and his sons, that walked around in camp, and after they had been immersed in oil, people could smell that they were nearby. People can know if you're anointed of God, people will know when you are nearby. You can have that kind of influence and impact in this world. God is just waiting for you and I to surrender and allow him to pour his oil upon us and in us and work through us. Listen, God's got plans for you. He's got a calling, a purpose for you. Find your ministry purpose in your local church. Let God use you and you'll rejoice with the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Pastor. I had a thought um, concerning why do we need that anointing? Because there are always going to be times and occurrences where we feel pressed and crushed. But with that anointing, with that crushing of that olive, the oil comes out. What is inside of us when we are anointed comes out under pressure. Right. Amen. Um, that in session two, Pastor, why don't you uh, pray over us, commission us, and uh, we will look forward to session three. Go ahead, Pastor. I don't know what kind of uh, location you're at or where you're at listening to this. I do believe in joining and connecting and, and, and if need be, to lay your hand on your device, your iPad or, or your iPhone or your, your phone, uh, whatever. And I want you to just connect with me. I'm reaching out to you right now, but the Lord just touched you. Father, in Jesus' name, 
you have called us right now my friend I'm praying for you you go on and tell the Lord Lord I know you've called me you're leading me father we submit to you we surrender to you Lord we ask you God just sanctify us and Lord draw us near to you and Lord oh God we know Lord that when you speak to us and tell us the specifics and thoughts direction where to go what to do and begin to do it Lord that your anointing will be upon us I pray God now that fresh oil be poured out upon everybody that's listening to this and every saint of God fresh oil be poured out upon them they have a renewed experience in you energize us and fill us with your sweet Holy Spirit we're so grateful to you we can't do anything without you God Lord I know that you've called us to be world changers to make a difference and we can do that through you and through your anointing help us Lord to reach those around us those in our ministry in the name of Jesus Christ we glorify your name amen